0: Time that is good. you may be seated and God bless everyone on this beautiful day. Palm Sunday two thousand twenty two. The King is coming. The King is coming. That not only is the title of the presentation this morning, but it's a fact that this day is a celebration of the King was coming. He came, and he's going to come again. Amen. God bless every one of you in this special time of the year, Brother Harold. Come a running. This is service is yours. Praise the Lord. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Palm
1: Sunday. It is Palm Sunday. He told me the title, and I uh, do the PowerPoints. They sent it last night, and I was like, I don't remember that being the title. <laughs> so I'm going to have to check. I may have put the wrong title on the message. We'll look at that in a minute. But uh, Okay. <laughs> he had me a little worried. I was like, we got a lot of slides to change. But uh, it's all good, so we'll be all right. So Palm Sunday, so you know what next Sunday is then, right? There you go, Easter Sunday. So uh, there is Bible study today for the ladies. Next Sunday, Easter Sunday, there will not be Bible study uh, that afternoon. So before o'clock today, be here, and you will continue your Elijah study. So uh, you want to be here for that. And then uh, men's meeting is uh, the 23rd. We we need to update that bulletin. It should probably be written in yours now. The wrong date was put on there, I guess, but uh, April wrote on it. So um, it's been changed. It is the 23rd. Um, so remember that that's at 5 p.m. here at the church and then uh, also today there'll be a quarterly business conference so if you want to stay after church you're more than welcome to do that start up probably about 10 minutes or so after service ends so and then uh, your youth camps too we need to continue to note them not an insert this week but they're on the bottom of the bulletin if you look in there you can get all the information you need Um, other than that let's all stand we will begin again with prayer this morning. If anyone has any prayer requests, you can make them known. Molly? My sister in law, that sure that I for her Linda. Okay. We'll remember Linda? Okay. Just remember Molly's sister in law, Linda. Is there another one? Remember Roger? Unspoken requests? Okay. Remember Judy as well. Unlost loved ones. All right. Let's all pray this morning. Okay. God, we come to you at this time, Lord. Just thanking
2: you, God, for this time, Lord, and for your your love that you have for each one of us, God. We want to know God that you have heard all these requests, God, you know me.
1: Could have a couple ushers come up. It'll be second Sunday offering, so it'll be a missions offering. Um, So mark it on the the check or the envelope if you want it to go to another fund, and it will. But otherwise, this morning it'll be going to missions from uh, Haiti and Mexico. Online, we mentioned the give buttons on there and uh, the app. Some asked after uh, last weekend. The app has been updated to where it works with the new. a giving provider that we have so it wasn't working last week and Tammy brought that to my <laughs> attention after church and we got that fixed so uh, everything should be working so uh, no no reason not to give now I guess so uh, let's all pray God we thank you again for this time we thank you for the opportunity to give God we um, just want to thank you for the work that you do through missions God in the mission field and we ask that you continue to bless Lord these uh, Haiti and Mexico God the missions Lord that where we're given, we just pray that you would direct the finances, God, help it to uh, go towards your will, what you want to be done, God. We just pray that you would uh, continue to bless bless those that have to give here this morning, those that don't, God. We We give you the thanks for all these things in your name. Amen.
0: Thank the Lord, praise the Lord, hallelujah, today is a day that we celebrate the coming of the King here in the United States and many places throughout the world, this is known as Palm Sunday and it was on this day that we celebrate, not the actual date but it's the the time that we commemorate the coming of Jesus after he and the disciples had traveled by Greyhound bus, no, by foot, over the trails from the community of Bethpage down to Jerusalem. And it was here in which the Peoples put all the palm trees, leaves, and, or branches into the way, and the king made his, his entrance into the city. Seventeen miles, history tells us, that they had walked, and thousands of people had gathered to see First, the prophecy that was recorded in the book of Genesis, and by the way, in case you haven't heard this or kind of forgot it, but the book of Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, the first four books of the Old Testament, were written by the prophet Moses. And, of course, the Holy Ghost had everything to do with that. And uh, it's uh, interesting as we think about those four books. And in the book of Genesis, the Bible records prophecy by one named Jacob, who indicated that this day, Palm Sunday, would be a day in which the Lord would be coming and that he would be of the lineage of Judea, of Judah, and we know that that prophecy was to come to pass in the book of Zechariah about the coming of the king, of Jesus, and how that he would be coming on a donkey and two, the community and the celebration would take place. And with that groundwork laid, I begin Mark's account, chapter 11, verses 1 through 11. You could say Mark 11, 1, 11. You could say they're all ones there. And interesting as the King James Version has it. And the Bible says, When they came nigh to Jerusalem unto Bethpage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, getting close to Jerusalem, in other words, he sent two of his disciples and said unto them, Go your way into the village over against you, and as soon as you be entered into it, you're going to find a coat tied. This coat, he said, has never been a man to set on it before. Loose him and bring him. Now, when I read that particular verse, verse 2, I can't help but think of the unseen, unwritten things that have went through, no doubt, the minds of the disciples around him. First of all, Jesus is saying, go and get this coat over here and loose him and bring him to me. How in the world, in their imagination, do they think Jesus should be getting onto a animal that has never been ridden before? I don't know. You'll have to, if that bothers you, ask about it when you get to heaven. Okay. On the other hand, this animal could have belonged to somebody. And they could have been sitting or watching or had a, a GPS on him or something to think he'll be safe here. But nevertheless, all these things happen. and according to Mark's gospel, they were able to go to the colt, able to loose him and bring him Jesus, but Jesus gave him instructions. He said, if any man say unto you, why do you do this? Say you that the Lord hath need of him, and straightway he will send him hither. Now, we don't know. There is no account. We assume it never happened if someone did say, hey, that's not your animal. But nevertheless, it happened that way. For the Bible says in verse 4, And they went their way, and sure enough, they found the colt tied by the door. Within, without any place, where two, I think I've messed my scripture up. And they went, I'm going to reread verse 4. And they went their way and found a colt tied by the door, without any place where two ways met, and they loose him. And certain of them stood there, said unto them, Why do you, why do you, why are you loosening the colt? And they said unto them, Even as Jesus had commanded, And they let them go. Well, those things did happen. And they got the colt. And they brought, verse 7, the colt to Jesus. They cast their garments on him. And he sat upon him. And now then, fast forward to verse 8. And the scripture says, that many spread their garments in the way, and others cut down branches of the trees and strode them in the way. Now you that are old enough probably remember that word strode, because I I know that I remember as a boy My mom and dad would say to me, you have strolled all this stuff all over the place, you've made a mess. And I did not know at the time that they were back there watching Jesus get on the colt and ride into Jerusalem. But here we have my subject, the coming of the king on the way. The way is the thought that I am presenting today in this particular text of scripture and presentation. Many spread their garments, repeating verse 8. Others cut branches off the trees and strode them in the way. And the Bible says, according to Mark, King James Version, that they went before and they that followed cried, Hosanna, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the kingdom of our father David that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And Jesus entered into Jerusalem and into the temple. And when he had looked round about upon all things, the day was just about over, and the scripture words it this way, that the eventide was come, and he went out, and he and the disciples, they went to Bethany. And so we have here the long and the short of the story of the coming of the king We have the passage of Scripture that indicates that this would be Palm Sunday to be celebrated by thousands, no doubt hundreds of thousands, and perhaps no doubt millions over the years. Let's look at, I've already alluded to the fact that Judah indicated of this prophecy in the book of Genesis. Zechariah as well. But I'd like to look at another prophecy concerning the way that Jesus was preparing that day for his death, for his resurrection, for his coming again. And I go to Isaiah chapter 2. Verses 2 and 3. This is what Isaiah had to say. And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow unto it. And many people shall go and say, Come you, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall be, go forth the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Now the first thing I want to draw to you, is the part of the title of this presentation, uh, The Coming of the King, The Way. In the third verse, about the middle of the verse, it says, He will teach us of His ways, that He will walk in His paths. In other words, the word walk and ways and path are intermingled here as it is an indication that we are to follow Jesus, one of the purposes of his victorious entrance into the city of Jerusalem. As we look at these words and I encourage you to do your best to follow along in this old-time prophecy that we have here. The words that Isaiah was uttering, you understand that he's uttering these words before the Greek Bible was even invented. And I use that word invented, uh, that the Holy Ghost, In other words, established and brought forth with people like Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Paul, Peter, James, and different ones. And as we look at the Hebrew language of that time, before it's interpreted into Greek and then into English, etc., the scripture says that many people shall go and say, let's go to the mountain of the Lord. A lot perhaps can be put into the word mountain or to the phrase. But more importantly, what should be looked at is, let us go to the house of God of Jacob, which is Jesus, by the way, the house of God uh, of Jacob and who is it talking about? He will teach us of his ways. As he teaches us of his ways, we will walk in his paths. And out of his house, or Zion, shall go forth the word. And this word, as John was later used to, Describe in the book of John that the word was with God. The word was Jesus. And it was was just indefinite that it would never be changed. It was going to be that which would be established as in the mountain of God's house. The word of the Lord, the Bible says, it is going to go forth. The way, the path, in Mark chapter verse 11 and 8, the the citizens and the inhabitants of the city of Jerusalem began to demonstrate the way that Jesus was going. If you remember verse 8, it says, And many spread their garments in the way, and others cut down branches off the trees, And strode them in the way. What does that mean? It means that's the way that Jesus was going to come. It was the direction in which he was taking. And the people recognized that here comes the Lord. Here comes the King. Here comes the Savior of the world. No, it wasn't as they had anticipated. Because they wanted perhaps a person riding on a big white horse with armies around them and bearing armor and making a lot of marching sounds and so on. But no, here comes the king with the palm trees, the branches, and their coats, and their shoes, and no doubt uh, other types of garments that they had that they could uh, take off and Continue to be modest, but here comes the king. Everything we've got is earmarking the coming of the king. It was long ago, going back to the Hebrew text, as a matter, as a matter of fact, I think it was around 8, 900 B.C., that there was a prophet by the name of Haggai. How does he enter into this, you might think? But in Haggai chapter 1 and verse 5, Haggai was to use that word way, and he was to use it in a profound way. It did not have a direct prophecy to the Lord, but nevertheless, the connotation of how it's used is so important. When he said, now therefore saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Well, long ago before the coming of Christ into Jerusalem as the physical Messiah, the one of prophecy and the divine, the Son of God coming in the flesh. There was a man by the name of Haggai, as we've just described, as the children of Israel were being delivered from the Babylonian bondage. They had been in prison for many years and they were, they too were returning to Jerusalem, please. Please note that there is about an 800 year difference here. But nevertheless, Jerusalem, by the way, has been around a long time. And uh, it's still in God's plans, as a matter of fact. Uh, we're not through, uh, all that has been written has not been fulfilled concerning Jerusalem. And so it was that as the children of Israel were delivered unto Jerusalem, they came back, Babylonian captivity, and were now inhabiting Jerusalem. The Bible teaches us in that same chapter of Haggai that they had got comfortable with their way of life. They were satisfied with being delivered and back home again. But Haggai the prophet was troubled by the, the Lord, and the Lord shook him, and he said, You've got to talk to these people. You can read about this account in the first chapter of the book of Haggai. But he shook, the Lord shook Haggai up and told Haggai, he said, You've got to tell these folks something. And so Haggai, and the words that I've shared with you just a few moments ago, he begins to preach his sermon. I tell you, this has really got uh, whipped cream all over it, sugar, and so on and so forth. When he says, look, congregation, you've got to consider your ways. Well, I don't doubt that that got people's attention in various ways. Some of them it probably caused them to Stop in their tracks. Some of them probably, who in the world is that guy? And there probably was little ones that was that mom or daddy. Who who is that? Shh, be quiet. Listen to what he says. Consider your ways. Well, the way has already been demonstrated in this message today that. When the people seen Jesus coming into Jerusalem, they took their palm branches and their their garments and they threw them down in the way. What was the way? It was the way Jesus was going. Yes. And what was the prophecy about it? To listen to him, yes. to follow him. It's interesting that one of the disciples that followed his disciple generations. His name was Jude. As a matter of fact, he's given credit for the one of the shortest books in the New Testament. This is Jude, verse 11. Woe unto them, they have gone into, oh, here's that word, it's the way of Cain. Or you see, there is two ways. There is the wrong way, and there is the right way. And of course, I'm I'm very familiar, as some of you are, with the story of the policeman who stops this particular, oh, let's just call it a preacher. Let's call it a woman preacher, though. Uh, This preacher is traveling down this particular road, and the police sirens go off, and they wanted to know what the problem was, and you're on a wrong way street. You're not supposed to go this way. And the answer response was, Well, I'm just going one way. And of course, the policeman says, But it's the wrong way. And here we have Jude of long ago saying, That's a wrong way. If you go, the way of Cain, and the Scripture says, "Woe! That's what's going to. It's more than a to take it. Woe to them that have gone the way of Cain." What happened? Supposed to follow the way of the Lord, follow His path, and so they run greedily. You know, they 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 don't care. I mean, it's throttled wide open. Notice the scripture. Woe unto them that have gone in the way of Cain. They run greedily after the error of Balaam for reward. And they perish in the gainsaying or in the words or the direction that the Cain people, the Cain doctrine gives out. They go downward. They spiral to the end and are lost forever. But there is a wonderful thing about the way that Jesus is talking about. There's wonderful stories for people to have a rich life, a life eternal, when they follow the way as the children of Jerusalem put their garments and their palm leaves in celebration of here comes the king on the way. Isaiah talked about it when he said unto them, as recorded in the 35th chapter, 8th verse, Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain. They ran greedily after the era of Balaam for reward, and perished in the gainsaying of Korah. But then the writer of Hebrews turns around, and he says something that indicates that there is help, that there is a direction, that there is a way to the way. Twelfth chapter, twelve, three verses here, 12, 13, and 14. The writer says, lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. That's an interesting verse of scripture right there. Because I know that most of this audience today is made up of people who are already in the way. I don't mean... Move over, you're in the way. I mean in Jesus in his way, on his route. And this scripture is to yours, uswards, you and I, Wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. You see we're it's just not enough for us to be in the way in that way, that glorious way, but we need to help those that do not have all the footing that they need in the way of Jesus. So he says, lift up the hands that hang down and the feeble knees. And the scripture, the writer I think this is an eloquent verse of Scripture. Uh, You pardon me for using that word, but sometimes I think some of the Scripture is eloquent. Sometimes I think it's ferocious. Sometimes I think, wow, that's beyond my imagination. But here's one that is eloquent in my opinion, my word. Make straight paths for your feet, lest that any which is lame Be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. Now, I guess one reason that this scripture uh, pertains the way it does to me is because for a few weeks now, my wife has been in a wheelchair. In other words, uh, she's kind of been lame. Now, I'm just talking about her mobility, okay? Uh, I'm... I'm glad that she's making the progress that she is, and she is making progress. In fact, uh, we've had somebody else here in the church that has been a, sort of on the lame side. That's Sister Vicki. And of course, she, she's got where she can go now. In fact, she's gone somewhere, and none of us know where she's at at the moment. Um, but here, here we are. We're talking about those that would be weak, those that need assistance. Thank the Lord. Those that be in the way that need help. Listen to the verse, what it says about you, we that are in the way, and how we're to help people to be in the way. Make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame, be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. Thank the Lord. Yeah. We we had some discussion here Wednesday night about those that are less fortunate and how we need to continue to love them and help them and aid them along the way. And by the way, the next verse really puts... a. It lights the candle on the cake, if you please. Follow peace with all men, and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. What a loaded verse of Scripture as that is! We need to be victorious, as Jesus and the disciples was, as they walked the way into Jerusalem. Thank the Lord. I love, and and you know this verse of scripture, you can say it by heart, you've heard it many times, and it was what David had to say about the way, the way that Jesus has laid for us. David talks about the paths and the way that we walk, and how that Jesus will help us. The Bible says in Psalms chapter 23, verses 3 and 4, He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path, that's the way, of righteousness for his name's sake. You follow the leader and you don't get off on the way of Cain, by the way. You follow the leader and you will follow the path of righteousness because of his namesake. David said. Yeah look at this. Don't let this scare you. We'll have to go this way. Yea though. I walk through the valley. Of the shadow of death. That's a bad, that's a bad walk. That's a bad path. But Jesus is going to be with us. David declared it in this fashion. He said I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they're going to comfort me as I walk in the way. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. There's one other verse of scripture, the last one that I have for this presentation about Jesus is coming as the king. He's the way. And it's in John chapter 14, verse 6. Brother Craig loves the book of John. And I'm going to ask him big and loud to say it with me as I repeat it here today from the chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus saith unto him. Are you talking with me, Brother Craig? I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. That is the way, is to Jesus, is to follow Jesus and to come into not only Jerusalem with the cut branches and leaves and garments down and the celebration, but the celebration is to follow Jesus Follow him as he leads you in your heart and as he directs your path to the king route that goes through, yes, the valley of the shadow of death. But because he is with us, we're not going in the way fear any evil or any malicious thing that comes upon us. But we have Jesus the coming of the King. Because He is the way. Can you say it with me? He is the way. Say it again. He is the way. Say it again. He is the way. Oh, thanks the Lord. If there is a celebration today, let it be because of the fact that we know He is the way. And I want to be in that way, don't you? going to ask you to stand, and as you stand this morning, I want to encourage you to make sure that as you are in the way, the path of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the Lord is going to continue, and you're going to continue to let the Lord lead you and guide you, that the Holy Ghost will be upon your life. Its spirit will be there to comfort you. He's provided things for the way that we might have. Oh, just think to a sanctified man or woman, boy or girl, that has the indwelling of the spirit of the Holy Ghost. And we are, as we travel through the valleys, the mountains, the depth, the height, we are in the way that He will help us, and not the way of Cain. Let us all pray together, Father, in the name of Jesus. We love you and thank you, Lord, for the abundance of your love. We thank you, Lord, that we can be abiding in the way of the Lord. That we can be there, Lord, as you hold our hands and Lord, as you direct our our footpaths uh, in the path, And in the way that we are to go. Oh Lord God in the name of Jesus. We are lifting up your name today. We are lifting up you. You are the way. The truth and the life. Oh God in the name of Jesus. I pray your blessings upon this congregation today. Lord I pray that as we celebrate. This particular Sunday in which we. It's called Palm Sunday. We remember that you walked the paths into Jerusalem. Lord, may we remember that it was a victorious day. It was the beginning of a week that was to be long remembered by the Holy Ghost in the Bible of what was to happen to you, of how you were to be crucified and how you was to be buried, and how you were to be raised again, and for you to be able to say to all of us here in this church building this morning that you are the way, the truth, and the life, that wherever we go, whatever we do, you are the way. Father, in the name of Jesus we pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Amen and amen. (laughs) you <laughs>